Hello, Sky friends, and welcome to Seasons of Skyrend, Book 3. We're a custom 5e D&D adventure that focuses on the stories of our characters as they explore their impact on the world and how the world responds in turn. I am your host and DM, Scott, and you can find me on Twitter at TheScottBlake. Hi, I'm Chris. I play Iolana Makani, the Air Genasi Mystic, and you can find me at Killer on Twitter. Hi, my name is Nate. I play Darwin Grimm, the Human Monk, and you can find me at Skyren underscore Nate on Twitter. Hi, I'm Shannon. I play Aranis Gray, also known as Gray the Great to my fans, and the Bard of the Bard's Rebellion. I am a half-elf bard, and you can find me at Skyren underscore Shannon on Twitter. And you can find the show on Twitter at Skyren Podcast. You can also support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Podcast. Head on over to find out about bonus chapters, early access, NPC creation, and more. Now then, thank you for joining us, and please enjoy this chapter in Seasons of Skyren. Pouchet, the ebony kangaroo, has taken in far more than ever intended. Ikiri the Ageless was broken apart after being thrown into the blue flame of the artificial bulb. Drawing on that power, he became incredibly powerful, all while sharing a magical connection with M. The power coursing through her allowed spells from Aranus's elven power ballads of the Fourth Age to be cast. Out of desperation, you attempted to break her, an act that was nearly successful as the cracks, holes, and snapped string demonstrate. As Cade Mandeville would explain, based on stories his father used to tell him, Ikiri is a god who was made to forget himself, leaving his connection to M more concerning than before. But now, Ikiri is contained within Pouchet, and one of the ebony kangaroo's eyes sparkles blue showing that what is lost is not necessarily gone. And while you tend to your wounds from the battle, Mistress Sengal prepares the cover-up to keep your actions here a secret from the rest of the glamour, except from Mavic, who has promised to reward you all quite handsomely. Staring up at the hole in the ceiling, it's obvious this respite won't last. Others will be here sooner or later. So, what do you do? Now that we're sort of all back together, Arnis is going to suggest uh, we go find that dude, what gave you the letter, Darvin, and then we get the fuck out of here as soon as we can. Okay, that'll work. Sounds like a plan. Do we have any idea where he would be? Did he You've give you got an a tracker? Oh, that's oh, right. A tracker. We have a GPS on him. That's right. For this express purpose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we didn't need to play a game of... Uh... That's right. I totally forgot about that. Yes. He gave you a way to find him. So I want to check in with Mistress Sangal and be like, uh, you got this handled? Because we're about to go tell Mavic, basically tell Mavic that like you're in. And I kind of point at the hole in the ceiling like you got you're you're mm-hmm. good here because we're going to tell him you're on board. I'll be fine. By all means, let him know. I'll be contacting him myself once I'm able to. All right. If there's nothing else, I need to start working on the rest of the people here to let them know what really happened she like winks (laughs) but no matter what they believe you probably shouldn't stay here long 
your presence will only arouse suspicion. But I would also recommend you do something about that loot. Whoever she really is, I'm sure being in a broken state like this is more dangerous than not. Uh, okay. Oh, um, you don't happen to know mending, do you? I'm afraid not. I'm not usually in such a rush to fix things. Hmm. But I'm not so certain how well that would work on a magical loot, hmm. especially one that has a soul inside. Hmm. I could probably help fix it if we had enough time. And as she motions just to the huge destruction of a room, adequate equipment. <laughs> but I'm afraid my shop here is a little worse for the wear. If we were at one of my other locations, I could help you out. But uh, if you can find anybody good with, you know, artifacts, magic weapons, things of that nature, hmm. they might be able to help you out a little faster. All right. Well, we will. Um, we'll leave you to it. Let's uh, let's roll, Darwin. Get out that tracker. Let's find that guy. <laughs> get out the tracker. <laughs> All right. As I mentioned before, it's a very small like bobble, and it's easy enough to activate. This is its express purpose. So, Darwin. Yes. Activating Galvani's tracker, you can see and feel it pulse with magical energy. It's a very dim glow that pulses with a lazy rhythm accompanied by a faint tingle in your hand. And as you move across the room towards the door, the pace changes. It's very much a, not like a hot and cold thing, but as you get closer, it grows faster. Sounds like a hot and cold thing. Yeah. Except it's just not temperature-wise hot and cold. Ah, gotcha. That's, that's what I meant. But yeah, God. it's very much just a proximity detector. So as you get closer... The glowing becomes faster and the tingle becomes more steady. Before leaving, Mistress Sangal casts a few illusions around the room just to make things look a little bit uh, worse and a little less like there was an all-out fight here. And then she opens the door, looks at you and says, <clears throat> if you'll excuse me, I have some uh, lies to tell. <laughs> Heads out. And you can hear her calling for guards and attendants down the hall. Time to go or? Yep. Yep. Follow that tracker. So, real quick, is there anything people still want to do here in the Glamour Castle? Nope. Nope. Okay. Then I don't mind shorthanding some of this a little bit. The tracker leads you out of the castle and to the western side of the island, past guards and attendants who grow increasingly nervous as the rumors begin to spread. And as you head farther away from the castle, the path becomes more and more overgrown. Can I get everyone to roll a perception check? That was almost a crit fail. <laughs> we know how my night's going to go. <laughs> yes. Damn. Or that's going to be where it starts and then it takes a dramatic turn. Right. That was your one good roll. <sighs> yeah. Oh, oh, that was a good roll. That was okay. a good roll. Okay. That was a real good roll. Okay. 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 Let's start. At the bottom of this list here, Aranis. Well, I crit, which brings Ooh. the total to a 26. Very nice. Very nice. Darvin? 15. Iolana? 24. And Vale? 20. Mm. Mm. So nice, the only one slumming it down under the 20 level. Yeah, yeah. That's okay. You're focused on the tracker. Yeah, I'm busy. You're leading these people through 
everybody else can keep an eye out for things that shouldn't have be. So, Vale, Iolana, and Aranis, as Darwin is leading you out of the castle and through the woods, you see a group of vines keeping pace with you behind and to the sides, just steadily slithering through the overgrowth. And Aranis, because you crit, I will say you recognize these as the same types that were following you the first time you came to the island when you got attacked. Crap. Um, I relay that bit of information to my companions. <laughs> we're about to get hit, guys. Well, shit. As you relay this information, Iolana will speak up and say, how, uh, how settled do we want to be in getting out of here? I personally would rather not draw any attention to ourselves at all. But I somehow think that we're not going to quite get away with that. And as you finish saying that, let me just make sure I can do this. Everybody goes invisible. <laughs> Everybody goes invisible. What do you do? Iolana has her ability that, like, it's that mass invisibility ability. I can't remember. Step from sight. Step from sight as a bonus action. Cloak yourself from sight. You can target one additional creature for every additional sight point you spend. Uh, mm-hmm. The added targets must be visible to you and within 60 feet. No problem. Each target turns invisible and remains so until your concentration ends or until immediately after its targets, damages, or otherwise affects any creature with an attack or spell or other ability. It lasts for a minute. So Okay. Okay. A distance at least. The problem is then how do we follow Darwin if we're all invisible? <laughs> yeah. That is true. That's a good that's a good and fair question that I had not considered. You can all thank Arnis for making this more difficult. How Shit, are you I'm keeping? sorry. I could have just not said anything and we would have gotten away with it. But my... You can check my footprints. Yeah, sorry. So, never mind. I won't do that then. Mm, okay. It's a good idea. We just need a little warning so that we can, like, daisy chain. Yeah. You could all hold hands. It'll be cute. Yeah. I, I guess Vale would have to be at the end of that line, though. <laughs> One end, yeah. So if that's something you want to do, like hands on shoulders or hand in hand or whatever. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Yeah. We just need some like warning of like, mm-hmm. hold on to the person in front of you. And then like. Okay, cool. All right. So Ilana, how many side points does that cost? Uh, it'll be four plus three, seven. My max okay. I can spend in one turn. Puts me at 20. I'm quickly running out. I'm sure it'll be fine. <laughs> okay. Well, I hate it when he says that. I hate it when he says that so much. (laughs) Okay, so everybody's invisible. Hand in hand, hand on shoulders, hand on back. However it is that you're all physically linked to one another. As Darvin leads the way. Tracker in palm. Now that you're invisible, you can no longer see the glow. But you can definitely still feel the tingle in your hand. And it starts becoming faster and faster until it's almost just a steady like a pulse. So even when it's dim, even on the downbeat, you still feel it. And you reach a small clearing under the canopy tied to a particularly large and mossy tree is the dwarf Galvani, the one who gave you the tracker. He has unfortunately fully succumbed to the withering. Oh, God damn it. God damn it. The paired tracker pulsing within the palm of his mechanical arm. But he is not alone. I don't know if you knew his name before, so uh, just roll with it. <laughs> cool. Uh, this this other character, 
Otto, the tusk demon you met with Levesque and Agnitai, is picking through his belongings, which includes a small stack of correspondence. <laughs> what would you like to do? You are invisible still, so... Well, now that we're all, like, clearly here, I don't need to, like, be hanging on to Darwin anymore. And so, like, I see him picking through the guy's pockets and I see him pick up these, like, correspondence and my, like, my instinct is to go take them. <laughs> like, I don't really care about anything else that okay. he has on him, like, money, whatever. Like, I don't care. But it seems to me that if he was our link to Mavic, I want to know what's in that correspondence. I kind of want his mechanical arm. Mm. Just in you case. Want his mechanical arm. <laughs> oh, right. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Okay, Dude, fair. You have a like crazy weird shadow arm. But it only lasts for pretty much a battle, and it's only usable for one thing. Oh. But Stabbing that one people. thing is really cool. That is true. It is really cool. Anyway. Anyway, so yeah, and I have an artist has way. no tact or stealth or anything. Like he just he he's just gonna go like take the correspondence while invisible. Out of this demon's hands. Yes. I'm just gonna go up and grab them. Okay. Unless somebody's wow. gonna like do something else or like have a better plan or stop me when I start to break away. You can certainly <laughs> do this. Once you let go of somebody, no one knows what you're doing. You're invisible. <laughs> Yeah, we don't know what you're doing. So if this is what artist wants to do, we've got a dice roll or two, and then we can see what happens. Yeah, it's what I'm going to do. What order are we in when when Arnest breaks the I assumed chain? I assumed that I was right behind Darvin. Yeah, like Darvin would have had to be in the be front. Behind you. And okay. Bale would have to be in the back. So, yeah. Basically, I assumed that like with Darvin having the tracker, I had a hand on his shoulder, and that like we're probably holding hands. Okay. Unless that's awkward for you. But I figure you're short, so I would hold your hands rather than make you have a hand on my shoulder. Yeah. Ilana's what, a paltry 5'9"? No. Yeah, she's shorter than that. Oh, wow. Sorry, Ilana is actually proper short. No, it's me and Darvin that are like both 5'11". 5'3". Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're like both <laughs> like basically six foot. <laughs> okay, so Arnis steps away from the invisible group. Arnis. Please roll stealth as oh, you creep up and try to take this correspondence. What you got? 23. Ooh. So, Arnis, as you slowly and very quietly approach Otto, this very large, bulking demon, huge tusks in his mouth. You see him, like, reading through some of the correspondence. He's muttering under his breath as he reads along. You see his mouth moving. And he's just thumbing through. He's not reading them very carefully. And you walk up and snatch the papers out of his hand. And he looks up entirely shocked, pulls out this big, gnarly looking dagger from his waist as he spins around and faces everyone. And he doesn't see anybody. He's he's looking around. He's very confused. Who's there? Um... I don't think anybody's saying anything. Vale's definitely <laughs> not saying anything, trying to find a position of advantage should this go violent. Uh, Iolana is shocked that Arnis just took such bold and aggressive action and moved and away from the demon, not wanting to be close to it. Okay. Since everyone except for Arnis is farther away from Otto, you can reposition yourself just fine if you want to. You don't have to worry about being seen or being heard too much. 
while you're maneuvering around farther away from him. But what you do know, what Iolana definitely knows, is that this invisibility is set to run out very, very soon. And as Otto is looking around, it's like sniffing at the air. He's making a few quick little jabs in front of him with the dagger in case somebody is still standing right there. He's missing, of course. And as he's looking around, he's trying to figure out what's going on. He brings his other hand to his mouth, takes two fingers, and lets out a loud whistle. Shit. Crap. What do people want to do? We should go out of here now. All right. All right. Darwin says, let's run. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that. The problem is we don't know which way to run because <laughs> we're all invisible. It's true. I'm inclined to not run back the direction where those vines are, but I don't know where all these other people are going to be coming <laughs> from either. And I also mm. don't know like exactly what the lay of the land is here. Like, are we basically like on a path? And then this mm. like tree thing is like off to the side and then the path just continues. I would say you're more on like an animal trail than a proper path. Okay. But there is like, there is space to travel pretty much in any direction from this small clearing. I don't know what the best decision is here. Well, I mean, we've got to get out of here and we've got to do it quickly. Agree. And clearly the help we were expecting to have, although we're just assuming that this guy is not good or didn't show up to help him. He could have had completely acceptable reasons to be going through him his stuff and taking it. That's true. I suppose that's true. Hmm. Have we have we seen this demon guy before? Yeah, yeah. This is the one this is one of them who is with Agnitai and Levesque underneath the meeting room. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Right, right, right. So we've been threatened so by this so guy much. before. Yeah. You've been threatened <laughs> by him before, but yeah. you also didn't have an all out fight with him before. Darwin threw one of his crossbow bolts back in his face, and that kind of ended that. <laughs> <laughs> but we were not on good terms. <laughs> not at that time. But there was a deal struck with uh, Levesque before you left. Hmm. So we might be on okay terms, but not that we just snatched something out of his hand. No, I may have just screwed us. What do you want to do? <laughs> I'm kind of lost. Yeah, me too. I don't, I don't know. Um, I mean, my instincts would be to like go a direction where I know the edge is, but I don't know where that is. Um, what do you mean by the edge? Like the edge of the island. Oh, okay. Because I mean, all we need to do is be near one of the like river things of water and I can like call up that dude and we can get the hell out of here. Mm -hmm. That is true. But I, with all, all of us being invisible, I don't know how I'm going to do that. So I'm open to suggestions. Well, I mean, if you want us to not be invisible anymore, all you have to do is ask. I can choose to break that at any point because it's concentration. Mm -hmm. Or you can just stand around awkwardly until it drops. <laughs> would, would I know just like as we're walking around, like what direction we would need to go to get to basically like the edge of this island? Well, you've been heading west out of the castle, so more west. So, like, keep going the way we're going, basically. Mm -hmm. And we're, we're going to hit the edge. Yeah. Okay. In which case, like, he lets out this whistle, and Arnis runs, basically, like, goes, like, past him in the direction that we were already headed. Okay. And, like, once he's, like, past him, just says, keep heading for the edge, and then just, like, goes. 
hoping that everybody knows what the hell I'm talking about. Yeah, I don't think confusion as to what you meant is uh, worth playing out right now. So, (laughs) Um, Unless somebody has a better idea. No, no. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) There's no good ideas at this point. Okay. Okay. Ilana, this is your ability. Yeah. Do you want high or low? Uh, Go low. Let's see how much of a head start you're going to get before this drops. (sighs) Just barely. Just barely. That was a 10. As high as it could be and still be in the bottom half. So is everybody running west past Otto and past Galvani? Yes. Yes. Okay. I guess we'll leave that mechanical arm for another time. (laughs) Hey, we're finally doing Darwin's plan. Run away. Finally. About time. You're welcome, Darwin. Well, we need to get off this island. <laughs> like, we need to get the hell out of here. Okay. Everybody starts running west, and you make it past a few lines of trees before the invisibility drops. Looking back, you can't see Otto right now. You do hear him tell someone, spread out, see if you can find them. And then you hear him on the move as he starts moving in your direction. At a fast pace. He's not running, but he's also not walking. It's a very quick speed. So you've got a bit of a head start here. You're out of visual range. Since we're just running through the woods in an attempt to find the edge, it sounds like it's a sounds like it's a bit of a bit of a skill challenge type thing here. So uh, I would say the default for this, for running through, staying ahead, is gonna be athletics. But if there's some other skill that you want to use to stay ahead or to slow him down, that is up to you. Who would like to do something first? Yolanda's going to go first because they know that they are not a runner. Mm-hmm. You know, Yolanda realizes that we're hoofing it at this point, concentrates their energies, does that same thing where like she grabs the air around her and pushes it down and just starts flying, literally flying, <laughs> which also doubles my movement speed. Oh, shit. And I can concentrate on this for five, uh, for 10 minutes. Nice. How high are you going? I'm only going like literally, I want to be able to just kind of skirt over my teammates so that are, or my companions so I can kind of see a little further back, I think. I'm not like flying mm-hmm. way up in the sky, like giving away my position. Okay. Okay. Since you're flying, you can roll athletics or acrobatics as you're weaving your way through the trees. Wonderful. Well, acrobatics is better. I thought it might be. It's a 13. Hmm. I don't think you're able to fully take advantage of that increased speed, but it's not so bad. Uh, anybody else? Um, I would like to use my like survival knowledge if I can, um, to try to like, just from kind of being out in the world a whole bunch to try to determine like the safest course through the trees. Mm. Avoiding things like, uh, dips in the path, branches, Mm -hmm. poisonous plants. Okay. Okay. Roll some survival then. Oh, for fuck's sake. Hmm. (sighs) That's a 12. Oh no. 12. That's a 10 total. Oh, so Arnis is running along, sees a bush, and is just like, those are thin bushes. I can just burst right through and leave a nice little sight line blocking behind me. Like, you won't even know. Uh-oh. You jump through this bush, and it slows you down. You're getting stuck. The branches are clawing at your clothes and your pack. 
and you see Iolana kind of just flying ahead as you get dragged back a little bit by the bushes. Darvin or Vale? I think Vale's going to go, oh, I could do that. Hmm. Rather than like taking the full time to, I have not done this yet. This is super fun. As we're kind of moving, Vale's going to stop and cast a spell. Specifically, going to cast Fog Cloud kind of on the trail behind us. Hmm. Okay. What does Fog Cloud do? Let's read that one out loud. Fog Cloud. You create a 20-foot radius sphere of fog centered on a point within range. The sphere mm-hmm. spreads around corners and its area is heavily obscured. It lasts for the duration or until a wind of moderate or greater speed disperses it. The duration is up to an hour. Okay. So I want to kind of cast it on a spot that we just kind of passed and then hopefully slow them down or get them lost or at least cause somebody to trip in the fog. Okay. Very nice. Let's see. All right. What I will say, this is a this is a very helpful thing that you are doing. So anybody who is rolling like athletics to run through the woods, uh, anybody who's doing anything to move through the woods undetected will have advantage because you are bur- like totally destroying any type of sight that uh, someone would have approaching from behind. Yay! So yeah, Vale, roll roll some athletics or. I guess you could use stealth if you just want to be quiet about how you're moving quickly. Yeah, I think so. That's that's my plan. Okay. I, it, even if it slows me down, I'd rather be hidden than mm-hmm. oh, advantage. Yeah. I crit. What does that come to? It comes out to a 35. Jesus Christ. Damn. <laughs> that's 15. Motherfucker. Yep. Uh, that expertise, right? Oh, it is nice. Okay, so not only is there this huge cloud of fog behind you all now, but Vale just weaves in and out of the plant life here and is practically gone. Darvin, you see Vale cast this fog behind you. You know that you've got a little bit more coverage. If there's not a specific skill or action that you want to use to aid yourself or hinder others, you could also roll an athletics or now, thanks to Vale, uh, stealth. Okay, let me do stealth. Okay. I'll have advantage thanks to the fog. Nice. Got a 24. Ooh, okay. I mean, you're not as invisible as Vale, but still very silently moving through. And since Aranus was the slowest of the bunch, uh, you don't see Otto yet, Aranus, but you do hear him coming, and you do see a glow coming from his crossbow as he's slowly making his way through. It's just like a dim glow coming through the fog as we continue to make our way west. Who wants to go first this time? I think Yelena's going to go first if no one else is going to jump on it then. Okay. I suck, so I'm I'm <laughs> not in any hurry. Knowing that Yolanda needs to be more intelligent about how she's moving through the space as she's flying, she kind of takes a moment and focuses her mind using her psychic focus for nomadic mind. Mm-hmm. To give herself proficiency in acrobatics. Because, hmm. you know, that. You didn't have really... that before. No, no, didn't have that before. I only okay. have like two proficiencies. It's That's the fair. trade off that I get from all For of being my able to move it around. Bonuses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So okay. I now have proficiency in acrobatics, which is helpful. And I'm just going to keep flying on through. Going to keep weaving it through the trees. Let's, let's do this. Go ahead and roll. With advantage, right? Yes. Until he breaks through that fog. Oh, yeah, that's a 19 on the die. Mm, mm -hmm. It's a 26. Very nice. 
taking that moment to center yourself definitely helped. You're getting used to flying here in the woods and you're weaving through very quickly. And you can see ahead of you where the tree line will open up. You see the clear sky on the other side of the trees just up ahead. Who wants to go next? I think Arnis can go. Okay. Pulling yourself out of the bushes, little scraped. Really, I'm about to do pretty much the same thing that Iolana just did. Seeing what Vale did. No, no. <laughs> no. Nothing quite as flashy. But seeing what Vale did behind us, realizing that, like, what the hell are you doing, dude? Like, you don't know anything about trails <laughs> and, like, how to follow them. You know how to follow a road and camp on the side of it. Um, <laughs> that's, those are my survival skills. Um I I decided to take a, a slightly more like measured approach to like weave through the trees, right? Mm-hmm. And instead of like relying on like, oh, I'm going to try to like be fancy and like find the safest way, just concentrating on like duck and weave and literally just focus on the obstacles in front of me rather than like, oh, I can run through that bush. So, uh, You're intending to use acrobatics here then? Yes, that's the intention. Okay, let's do it. Let's roll some acrobatics. Waste of advantage. The the roll is fine. The roll roll is fine. I rolled a 15 and a 16. So Mm -hmm. the total comes to 23. Okay. I think after squirming your way out of this bush, you're weaving in and out of these trees very quickly. Making good progress. Ilana is definitely ahead of you. She is faster and she's flying, so it's much less physically intense for her. But you see her just ahead. Darvin or Vale? Who wants to go next? Vale, go next. Okay. They're just going to kind of keep doing what they're doing. Which is? Sneaking through the forest. Alrighty. Go ahead and uh, roll that stealth then with advantage as you move quietly. That's going to be a 25. Hmm. Vale, you're able to continue to move just fine. Nice and quiet. Darvin. Gonna try to keep stealthing through. Okay. Let's be all sneaky sneaky then, Darvin. Sneaky sneaky. I have advantage, eh? Mm-hmm. That is a 26. Ooh. So, Darvin, you move ahead, also quietly, also stealthily through the trees. You've kind of lost track of Vale, but you can see Aranus and Iolana moving through the woods. Cool. And behind you... Otto is pushing through the fog, and anyone who turns back can see him now, and he is looking around. He is trying to figure out where people have gone. He's like touching trees, investigating branches. He stopped at that bush where Arnis got caught for a moment, and uh, we're getting very close to that shoreline, that edge. Who wants to go first? Oh, if nobody else is going to jump on it, I'll jump on it with Yolanda uh, again. <laughs> Just, I don't know if people I, have like different ideas now that the situation is changing. You know, I just keep think I keep feeling like like we're in the first ten minutes of Indiana Jones. <laughs> we're just gonna like run out of the trees, just start the plane, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> like I feel like that's where we are right now. I wish now. we had a plane. Well, I have that whistle thing. Oh yeah. Um Iolana is gonna just yeah, push through, try to get to that that shoreline as fast as possible. Okay, you can roll acrobatics, but you no longer have the advantage because Otto is through the fog. If you fly too wildly, he will see you. 23. Okay. Ilona, as you're flying through the trees, you see the opening ahead. You make your way right for it. You know, weave around a few and then 
you fly out into the open sky and you notice that there is very little ground after the trees. It's a narrow path. It's like 10 feet before there's a drop off that goes down to where the water used to be. Like if it's possible when I notice that, I want to kind of mm-hmm. drop down a little in preparation if one of my companions totally screws up and falls off the edge, I can try and <laughs> sweep down and help them. Just see Arnis busting through the tree line, not paying attention and running that full 15 feet off the edge. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Elon has made it through the trees. Arnis, what are you doing? Um, I'm just going to call people out now. Can I just keep doing the same thing? Do you want to? Yes. Just like to try to okay. keep pushing through like toward the shoreline. Okay. You no longer have advantage. Okay. All right. Go ahead and roll. I mean, my bonuses are like, my high bonuses are like performance and persuasion. And I can't, they, they can't use those here. It's not like I can persuade the trees to move. <laughs> I don't know. There's living <laughs> plants on this island. You oh. never know who's actually a lot, who's actually like watching and listening. I guess that's fair. <laughs> also creepy. Thank you for that. Well, it could be better, but it's not terrible. That's an 18. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, you're able to navigate yourself through the trees, weaving in and out. As you burst through the tree line, you see a cliff there at the edge of the island where it drops off into what used to be the ocean. There used to be a beach here. There is not any more. Uh, and you come skidding to a stop. The sound of gravel and sand underneath your feet. And there's Iolana just flying there. Vale, what about you? Um, sneaking is no longer an option, right? It's an option. But when you get through the trees, you're going to be out in the open and you don't have the advantage anymore from the fog. Like you can sneak the rest of the way through. Yeah, don't do that. Okay. Well, that's a three. So instead it's a 10. That's a 25 again. Just two points lower. That's all. That's all I ask. <laughs> Sorry. Not today, I'm kidding. Satan. Kidding. All right, then Vale. You move quietly and not quite invisibly through and you pop out of the tree line a good 15 feet away from Aranus there on the trail without making a whole lot of racket as you do so. Which leaves us Darvin. I would also like to continue stealthing. Okay, let's roll it. No advantage, right? No advantage. Okay. Oh, crit. Nice. <laughs> nice. No better time to do that. Total is at 29. My goodness. <laughs> so Darvin moves through very silently and comes out 15 feet away from Arnis, like on the other side where Arnis was looking to the left and saw Vale sneakily come out over to the right. There's Darvin sneakily coming out. It's like, Oh good. We're all like in the same ish area. And Otto is continuing to search for you, but he's not here yet. He doesn't know for sure. You're coming to the shore. He knows that there's no beach here and you can hear him making his way through the trees, but you've got, a moment or two here before he makes his way out to the shore. He's being somewhat thorough. So what do people want to do here? You're out in the open because I um, want your plan to have a chance at success. Yes, there is a branch of the ocean that passes not directly on the shore, but it's like five, ten feet away from the edge of the island. Okay. As I look right and left, does that look like it's the closest branch? At this bend on the island, yes. You could probably find a closer one. Even in fact, you know that there are places where the water still does actually make contact with the island. 
but that's not here. Like you saw that on your trip in, but that would be like, you have to travel to get there. It's not just, oh, we run a hundred feet down the road and there it is. Okay. Like, no, you're gonna need like a good half hour before you get to one of those spots. Crap. Okay. So you can go if your intention is to uh, be in that situation. Uh, but if you're willing to call Scamper Jack here and just try to go for a small jump, <laughs> that is also possible. Oh. It is a whistle, though. So yeah. it's not silent. No, I know. I, I just remembered that. I'm like, oh, yeah. And then you call your ride. Okay. Yolanda is going to offer to throw up her ice wall. If Ooh. people think that would be a good idea. I'd I can do about it that right at wall. the tree line so that when he does come across it, there's a wall of ice between us and him. It is um, only 60 feet long, but you know, if he comes straight for wherever the whistle is and we're right in the middle of it, that's 30 feet either way. That buys his time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or he's got to go through it and that's going to do damage to him. Okay. Sounds like a plan. It's either that or we like pick a direction and see if we can go until we find a branch of water that's closer than right here. But I feel like we got to go. And green. Yeah. Okay. Eo, throw up that ice wall. I'm going to fish out the uh, whistle. And as soon as she's got that ice wall up, I'm whistling for our ride. Okay. All right. So, Ilana, you're throwing up that ice wall right there at the end of the trees, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. How tall is that wall? 15 feet. Okay. Yeah. No, he's not jumping over that. <laughs> he could try, but he's more of a blunt instrument than that. He's going to definitely try to break through that fucking wall. But first... 60 foot long, 15 foot high ice wall appears. And then there's a loud whistle. And you can hear Otto from the other side of the ice. He stops being slower. He stops being subtle. And he's going to make a charge for that ice wall and try to break through. What does it take to go through that ice, Chris? It's got an AC of 12 and 30 hit points. Okay. It damages the wall with a melee attack. Takes cold damage equal to the damage the creature dealt to the wall. Wow. Nice. Does the whole wall share that pool of HP, or is it like every five feet has that amount? Each 10-foot section. Okay. Oh, he can't deal poison damage to a wall. That's no fun. I'm like, oh, his dagger's got like extra damage on it, but cool. Aranus blows the whistle. Otto comes charging for this wall, and you hear his dagger just strike into it. And he lets out a grunt as he takes some of that damage himself. So you blow this whistle, and down this branch of water, you see Scamper Jack approaching. He is already in his Tumani form. So you see this buff, scraggly dolphin with arms pulling a boat behind him. It's so badass. <laughs> I, I didn't know badass was the uh, the vibe anybody was going to get from him, but sure. Dude, a, like a buff dolphin with arms? Come on. It's pretty badass. That's badass. I thought it was going to be more body horror, but sure, badass. <laughs> and as he's zooming down this branch of the water, Ahoy! Time to be going already, eh? It would appear that way. Who's going first? Oh, are we doing this here? You don't want to get closer to the shore. Is there a spot nearish here that's closer? You already know the answer. Like, no, no. I already know the answer, but like. (laughs) No, unfortunately, uh, he's not a watermancer. He can't make it like get closer to the shore. Of course. Um, Well, you see, we've got a very large something chasing us, trying to get through that wall of ice. Mm -hmm. 
Ah, yes, I hear him. Well, well, then I can stop here. Y'all go ahead and just leap on. The boat will catch you. God, what's the distance? It's like five, ten feet from the shore. Iolana can obviously just fly there as long as that thing is still active. Well, I had to turn it off because it's the wall's concentration also. Oh, okay. But I've got an ability I can use that doesn't require concentration. Yeah. Okay, well, yeah, Iolana's going to just make the jump because she's going to spend a side point and use, I believe it's called Step of the Wind, and I gain a temporary flight distance when I move. Is this different from the other step of the wind you just cast? So the other one is, I'm sorry, the other one is wind form. This is wind step. Ah, okay. This one is as part of your move on your turn, you can fly up to 20 feet for each side point spent. And if you fly, if you end this flight in the air, you fall. The other one is like actual true flight. Okay. And I'm only going to spend one because I don't have to go far. No, you sure don't. And since I've only got nine left, only spending one's a good thing. Mm-hmm. So Ilana just steps off the edge and flies over to the boat and lands in it. No problem at all. <laughs> We've still got Vale, Darwin, and Aranus. Gotta get in that boat. Can I just jump over to it? You can sure try, yeah. So what's what's normal jump distance? And I think yours is special because you're a monk, too. I think it is, too. I have a thing in case it's not, but I don't want to use it if... Let me pull this out real quick. Jumping. It's tied to strength. I'm in trouble. Yeah. Long jump. When you make a long jump, you cover a number of feet up to your strength score if you move at least 10 feet on foot immediately before it. If you make a standing long jump, it's only half as far. So my strength is 11, which means I can run 11 feet. I can jump 11 feet. Well, no, you run 10 feet and you jump 11 feet. Oh. Yeah, yeah. As long as you run at least 10 feet, you can jump 11 feet. Do I have room to back up 10 feet here? Yeah, you definitely do. Okay. We'll still do an athletics check just because uh, you have to land in the boat. Okay. But yeah, you've got the distance down just fine. Uh, so go ahead and make an athletics check. All right. Oh, fuck. That's not good. Hmm. I got a two. Oh, shit. So Darwin runs, leaps, and lands waist first on the side of the boat, just knocking the wind out of you. So you're just hanging on to the side there. <laughs> you can climb in or Ilana could pull you in. It's your call. Now or am I waiting? No, like, you can do that now. That's fine. I'll climb in. Like, the rules say you can jump that far. Just wanted to do that for grace. Nice. <laughs> We've got Vale and Aranus still. Is there a way to like hardcore parkour this shit? Like, could I <laughs> use a tree limb to to vault in? Like, because I can't make. I'm not making this if I just try to run it. If I could like you know, bounce off a wall, climb up a tree, and go gymnast on it, that's what I'd like to do. But I don't think that's gonna work. The the nearest wall is the ice wall. I understand. Is that, that ice wall there? Yeah. No, that's where the tree line ends. So unless you've got a way to make a solid object just in the air for you to parkour off of, no. <laughs> like, there's just physically not anything there for you to jump off of other than the edge of the ground. It's oh, only yeah, about, this is how Vale dies. <laughs> it's no. only about 10 feet. Let's do it. What's your strength score? Minus one. So nine. Yeah, uh, no, it's eight. Oh, it's eight. I can't even make it. Uh, People can catch you. Okay. I mean... We can certainly give this a shot if this is no, how fuck. you want to do it. No, fuck that. Vale's not going to try and make that jump. <laughs> They'd rather die on their feet facing a demon than die by falling to their death. Are you kidding me? 
I'm so we're, sorry. We're leaving you here? Unless somebody's going to help me get across, I'm not just going to jump into the abyss. I don't know how to do... Okay. Okay. Let me go first, then. <laughs> All right, Arnis. How are you doing this? I take a rope out of my pack. Mm-hmm. I hand one end to Vale. Okay. I hold on to the other end, and I cast mm-hmm. polymorph on myself. <laughs> what? <laughs> what are you polymorphing you have into? spell slots left to do that? I have, oddly enough, kind of a fuck ton of spell slots. I spent most of that fight trying to break my loot open. <laughs> it's true. It's true. <laughs> Just, I'm going to throw that out there. What are you polymorphing into the hell? Oh, a hawk. A hawk. Yeah. I'm just okay. going to across the distance. Mm-hmm. I'm going to land in the boat. Mm-hmm. Then I'm going to dismiss it, which is probably a mistake because I should probably just stay a bird so I don't fall out of the boat. And uh, I want to tie off the rope to, I, I don't know, like a, one of the like sail things. That's, what the hell are those things called? Boat, it's a skim. Well, something I can tie the rope off to. Yeah, There's going to be something yeah. to tie rope to. They're definitely like... So I want to tie boat. the rope off so that yeah. inevitably when Vale goes kaput, we can just pull them in. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Arnis turns into a bird for 10 feet. (laughs) Hey, man, if it gets me across the distance, Mm -hmm. I'm down because my strength is also eight. Okay. So (laughs) you do what you got to do. You attach the rope to one of these tie offs here for when a boat gets anchored to a pier or something. No problem. Now, Vale will tie the rope around their waist with Uh one hand. That's not going to be easy. Uh, you can like spin. I could, have, and... I could have helped you before I left too. It's okay. I, I can do it. I've been yeah. living for three months one-handed. I can tie a belt. It's been more than three months. It's been more than three <laughs> yeah, months. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and I'm going to jump. All right. Let's roll that athletics. Unlike Darwin, you do need a hopefully a plus 10 score here. Oh, no. That's a five. Oh. Damn All good right, thing man. I had that rope. Because that would have just killed me. <laughs> vale leaps off the island towards the boat. And everybody else on the boat, you see them flying through the air, arms outstretched, and then just dropping before they get to the edge of the boat. And Vale, your hands like splash through the stream of water that Jack is in. And you just fall until the rope snags and just <laughs> you're hanging about. I don't know, 20, 30 feet under the boat right now, swinging like a pendulum. That's awesome. (laughs) Scamperjack turns to everybody. Are we going with them just hanging out down there? Absolutely not. Everybody (laughs) help me pull them in. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Okay. Because I figure if we all work together, we might actually make it happen. Yeah, I think the three of you need to work together to pull in one person. Yes. Meanwhile... Otto continues to hack at the ice wall, and you can all see a crack Uh-oh. from where he's trying to break through. Not enough for him to get through just yet, but ooh. I mean, it still hurts him, of course. It's still it's still painful, but he is stubborn. All right. Um, I think if everybody's doing it, like there's not going to be a fail here of not being able to pull Veil up. It's just a matter of speed. Cool. So everybody roll athletics. Veil too. Ooh. Well, no, not Veil. Sorry, everybody Ooh. in the boat. Veil's job is to hold on. All right, Ilana. Eleven. Arnis. Eighteen. 
Darvin. Two. Oh. While Arnis does the heavy lifting for some weird reason. <laughs> vale, you're you're just underneath that branch of the ocean now. You can feel some of the mist spraying off down into your face, wetting your hair as your friends are trying to pull you up. And and it's at this point that you hear a portion of that ice wall shatter open, leaving enough room for Otto to push through. Everybody roll athletics again. Finish getting Vale up here. Oh, oh that's fun. Darvin. Eight. Arnis. Fifteen. Ilana. So Ilana has a negative one and Oof. rolled a one. Fuck. <laughs> so you're all pulling Vale up with this rope. Oh no. And it's at this point that Vale is just in this ocean branch now. Oh no. There's somewhat of a current. There's somewhat of a tide in the branches of the ocean still. And they are, it's almost like an undertow that they're caught in. I don't want to be mean because it was only one one and Arnis still did get a 15. Right. So Vale is submerged in the water underneath the boat, but they are able to get a hand up out of the water, the one hand. And you just see their face underneath the water as the ocean branches flowing against their face. And are people going to pull Vale up? Uh, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Who's reaching down and grabbing Vale's arm? This is where my luck runs out, but I'll do it. No, no there's not a die roll. I just want to know who's doing it. Oh, okay. No, it's me. No. <laughs> okay. No, you've done your checks to get them up. It's just there's... Let's say this is all just about a matter of time. Viva. Yeah. Bale has an arm sticking out of the ocean branch. Arnis reaches over, grabs it, starts pulling them in. Ilana and Darwin can help once more Vale is out of the water. And as you're pulling Vale into the boat, Otto bursts forth from the ice wall and steadies his crossbow at you. You see him take aim at Darwin and then mentally correct himself like, nope, somebody else. (laughs) And switches over to Vale, who's hanging off the side of the boat as you're pulling them in. He doesn't want this in his face again. That hurt a lot, Darwin. Good. (laughs) Good. (laughs) It's not like you had a full fight against this guy. Nope, just the one crossbow bolt. (laughs) (laughs) That was enough. Take that, motherfucker. (laughs) That did suck. And as you're pulling Vale in, and Otto steadies his crossbow to fire, you'll hear Scamperjack as he pokes his head out of the water again. Are we about ready to be going yet? Do I have Vale in the boat? You're in the act of pulling them in now, yeah. Basically, like, as soon as I've got them over the side, we go. Okay. Which means Otto's going to have time here for one shot. I'm sorry, Vale. I like having magic bolts. This is fun. Vale does a 14 hit. Mm-mm. Yeah, he rolled real low. As you're getting pulled into the boat, that crossbow bolt just thump sticks into the side and you see a slight glow on it, a slight pulse, and you turn back and you can see Otto frantically trying to reload as everybody's in the boat now. I tell Scamperjack to go. <laughs> Where to? Uh, Capris. Unless anybody wants to go somewhere else. Nope, I'm good. That sounds beautiful to me. (laughs) Yep. I uh, take it we're in a rush then. Uh, yes, sir. (laughs) Hold on tight. Oh, dear. 
Well, Vale's already attached to the boat. I'm just going to leave them attached to the boat. <laughs> that sounds good to me. <laughs> <laughs> and he takes off with a jerk. Damn. <sighs> and everybody gets like tossed back in their seat a little bit as he takes off and starts frantically traveling along this branch of the ocean. Okay. We've got a moment here on the water as he's uh, trying to navigate these branches back to get towards Capris. It's not a straight shot. There's going to be a few changes along the path back. But is there anything anybody wants to do before we get back to Capris? Mm, I don't think so. No, just not fall off the boat. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm focused on. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Okay. All righty then. Are we good to make a couple of jumps across the branches or do we need to go the long way around? Oh, that's an option. As long as we're like uh, away from the island, like I don't actually mind taking the long way if we don't have to like... I mean, if you got a couple of days. Oh, I don't. Not really <laughs> have a couple of days. I guess we'll make the jumps. Ugh, woof. <laughs> I feel like I should have spent all this time tying us all to the boat. <laughs> I mean, if you've got a couple of ropes, I think that can happen. Okay, then mm -hmm. that's what I want to do. Because I don't, I don't want to deal with the situation we had the last time. No, I mean, you still yeah, might all end fun. up getting like tossed out and just being road hauled. <laughs> That's possible. That's okay. Okay. So you spend some time tying yourselves in and Scamper Jack approaches the first jump. All righty, everybody. Hold on tight. This is going to be mm, just a small drop. And you look off to the side and there's like a 50 foot drop in between the branches. <laughs> he, he captains a little bit recklessly and he swims. Boosh, Breaches, jumps out of the branch, and is sailing towards the next one. And he dives into the next branch, and the boat lands with a hard thud on the water. Everybody make a strength-saving throw, with advantage thanks to your ropes. Y'all are welcome. Oh, Jesus Christ, it's a good thing I had advantage. Holy fuck. <clears throat> Darwin. Thirteen. Okay, you're fine. Ilana. Uh, four. Woof. Vale? Thirteen. Okay. And Aranus. Eighteen. Everybody manages to hold on, except for Ilana. As the boat is flying down through the air, and as it is landing hard on that branch of the ocean, Ilana loses her grasp and flies backwards out of the boat. And lands with a hard splash behind Scamper Jack. <laughs> Taking one point of bludgeoning damage. Thank God it was only The one. die was in your favor. Everybody dragging her back in or... Yes. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Okay. After getting Ilana back into the boat, Scamper Jack takes off again. And is heading once again towards Capris. And you see it there in the distance. As he's swimming along, pulling this boat... With a very good speed still. Like, he's still swimming very quickly. You're moving much faster than uh, a normal sail or a rowboat would. Alrighty then, just the one last jump. <laughs> Everyone gonna hold on this time, I hope? <laughs> Captain Chat. Well, getting salty. salty. <laughs> well, alrighty then. I'm just gonna make a go for it. Oh, dear. You see Scamper Jack breach a couple of times, picking up speed, like jumping in and out of the water. And then on the third one, he just leaps out 
you're just flying through the air very quickly. He dives in gracefully. The boat once again hits hard, and everybody make a strength saving throw again. Does it have advantage again? Yes. Oh, dear. Let's start with Elana this time. Uh, an 11. Hey, you made it over 10. Nice. Vale? An 11 also. Hmm. Aranus? Five. Hmm. Darvin? 17. And this time it is Aranus who goes flying out of the boat. Unfortunately, as you hit the water, you're going to take a little bit of damage with this belly flop. Did I say a little bit? Oh, dear. I meant nine bludgeoning damage. Mother of God. It was a big jump. Water is hard when you're moving that fast. Apparently. It's all right. I'm okay still for now. Okay. Good. <laughs> I didn't want anybody to pass out in the water. Oh, no, I'm all right. Not even close to that. I'm still at 29. <laughs> I'm assuming you're pulling Aranus back in the boat. Other people. Mm-hmm. Okay. Y'all pull Aranus back into the boat. A little bruised, a little wet, but he'll be fine. And Scamper Jack takes off again, bolting through the water. And as you get closer to Capris, he starts slowing down a little bit, and he'll breach out the water so we can turn and talk to you a little. Ah, oh, well, did you did you all have a good time on the island there? Uh, sure. We're going to be going back anytime soon. Doubtful. Ah. Oh. But you had a good time. Why wouldn't you go back? Too much of a good time. (laughs) (laughs) Arnis is visibly trying to hold in his laughter. (laughs) Torpid's statement. Like... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Very fair, then. Very fair. Uh, Well, then, once I be getting you back to uh, to the docks... You gonna want me to hang around any bit? Uh, I, I don't think so. Ah, well, if you don't have anywhere else to go, then it's fine by me. No, I think, I think we're good. Okay. So then it's a few hours away from the Glamour Island by the time you finally arrive back to Capris at the docks. I believe, as we said before, the branch comes pretty close to the dock, so it's fairly easy to get in and out. I'm gonna assume you all untie yourselves. Yes. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Yes. But not until the ride has come to a full and complete stop. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. You're all able to untie yourselves and get out just fine. After everybody's out, Scamper Jack is going to separate out with a big splash of water. Jack's going to step out onto the docks with you. Ah, well, that was a good time. I know you said you don't need me hanging around any, but going to pick up a snack for me and Scamper there. But I'll, uh, I'll see you around. If you need me, give me a whistle. Thank you. Okay. Right kind of you, Scamper. Yep. Jack? You literally saved our asses. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so thank you. Okay. Back in Capris, the four of you are on the docks. It's a gray day. The town is quiet. Quieter than last time you were here. Where are you off to? Where are we off to? Uh, my instinct always is to say the bar. <laughs> so I don't know. Are you going to say that or are you just going to head that way? Uh, I'll probably start walking and then just kind of look back and go drinking. At this, Vale will say, I think just escaped the island and knowing the power those people wield, 
strategically, it might be best if we not be in town when they come looking for us. I'm open to suggestions. There's an entire forest outside the village. Cool. Let's go. Hide in the forest. He probably knows where to go. Between Darwin, Yolana, I mean, between all of us, we can find a place, I think, to hide in the forest pretty easily. Yeah. Darwin has spent a good amount of time out in the woods. He was doing his services as a lumberjack. So I'm sure he can take you to a quiet, secluded place if you need to find one. Is your intent to stay close to the town? Mm, I think if we need anything, we should get it and then just go into the woods. I think staying close to town unless we intend to come back in the morning. And even then, like I would want to be in the most strategically distant and safe location for the evening, not close to town. I mean, like... To rephrase the question, are you staying within walking distance of the town or are you just going until nighttime? Like, are you done with Capris? What are everyone's thoughts? I, I owe Cynthia dinner. Uh-huh. That's all. That's all. I would tell these people that I told her, if I get back from this place, I owe you dinner. So. So are you going to follow up on that promise then? I am planning on it, but I'm kind of looking to my companions <laughs> to ask them, like, like I know it's not really a good idea for me to be in town maybe right now. Like, what? how can I make good on this promise? Or do I need to, like, drop by and be like, I can't do this with you right now? Well, Vale's going to say that their opinion is we've burnt Capris. Like, we cannot be here. It's where the first place they're going to come looking for us. So if you need to do anything here, we've got a window until they get here. And that's about it. Okay. So if you need to do a meal with someone, you need to do it now. You need to do it fast. Okay. Okay. Is that what you want to do, Arnis? I want to go see Cynthia. Okay. I owe her at least at least a goodbye. Just bring her like an egg McMuffin or something and be like, meal. Well, I mean, if I explain to her why I, you know, can't stay and take her to dinner, I she'll get it. But okay. if that's what Arnis is going to be doing, Darwin, Ilana Vale knowing that he's going to make a stop into the Blue Crab to at least visit Cynthia. What do you want to do? I think um, Vale does not intend to leave anyone out of their sight at this point, because they expect this is not over by any means. So if Arnis is going to the bar, Vale's going to the bar, and Eolan is a little lost right now without orders, so we'll defer to the most veteran guild member present and follow Vale. Apparently we're all going to the bar. Um, Unless Darvin's doing something else. No, I was thinking the same thing. Okay. Everybody's going to the Blue Crab. As you enter, it is much quieter than the last time you were here, echoing the feel of the town. There are no more locals hanging out and drinking. There's only... Makura, Holly, and Ray of Elizabeth's Scale Force, along with a very cheerful and playful Alicia. She's got a very tiny mug of a drink, probably not alcoholic. She has a child after all, but you do see a river otter standing on the table there with a <laughs> mug in her hands, taking small sips. She's hanging out with Holly, Holly Faithful the Tiefling. Ray's by himself. He's got a book open. He's writing and reading something. You can't tell from the doorway. And Makura is just sitting on the bar, drink in hand. Oh, well, welcome back. Didn't think we'd be seeing you quite so soon. Going off to the island and all. Must have been a very disappointing trip. 
Vea will look this person dead in the eye and say, I got what I needed. Okay, then. A successful trip for at least one of you, then. What were you all after? I've forgotten. That is for us to know and you to not. (laughs) And Vale just kind of pushes by, not with their hand, but their shoulder. Yeah, I shoulder check them and walk over to the bar. Okay. What about the rest of you? I'm immediately going into the back room. Okay. Like, I don't even, I hear this conversation as it's happening, but I'm like walking past it. Mm Mm-hmm. Darwin and Ilana, what about um, you? I feel okay letting Vale have answered for me. Mm-hmm. So then what are you doing? You just standing yeah. there in the doorway? Are you, uh... I'll enter and find a seat somewhere. Mm-hmm. Do you want to sit at the bar? Do you want to sit at one of the tables? Do you want to join anybody who's here? Mm, I like a good view of the back room, probably. I mean, not the room itself, but, you know, the mm-hmm. hallway or doorage or whatever back there. All right. You could probably sit at the end of the bar. That's probably closest to the entrance into the back room. Okay. Are you going to grab a drink? Mm, nah. Okay. What about Iolana? Iolana's going to find kind of spot away from everyone and sit down, take out her journal and start recording the events of the last few days as they have not done that since they got back to, to the realm of the living. Mm-hmm. I think if you want to be far away from everybody else, then you're like in the, like, as soon as you come into the blue crab, just like hard right, go to that table in the far corner and got a nice good view of the whole bar. But you'd have your solitude here. I asked Darwin, are Vale or Iolana getting a drink? Vale will. What is Vale grabbing from behind the bar? Whatever the easiest to access ale is. Okay. <laughs> and they kind of like... They grab it, and if it's in a bottle, they do the like they do a one-handed version of the bar edge bottle open. Mm-hmm. Normally, it takes one hand and another hand to whack it. They just kind of like whack it at the top of the bottle, and the the top pops off. They're practiced at that at this point. Nice. Yeah, I definitely think you find a bottle of ale. Just like reach across the bar, pull one up from the bartender's side, pop that thing open, start drinking. As you grab your drink and start enjoying your ale, you hear the scamper of little footsteps as Vice Count Alicia runs up to your side, climbs up the empty stool next to you, climbs up onto the bar. Hi again. Welcome back. Is she talking to Vale? Yes, she's talking to Vale. Vale takes a sip of the, their ale and just kind of looks down at the creature, mm-hmm. looks back at, its, at their ale and keeps drinking. She's kind of moving her head like down to the side, like around, like trying to look at you from a couple different angles. What's going on? Have you been having a bad day? Vale takes another drink, <laughs> looks at this thing and goes, kid, I can't even begin to make you understand what my life has been like. Takes another drink and just ignores her. Well, if you don't begin, then... No one's ever going to understand. Vale takes another sip of their beer, looks at the kid, and says, Kid, take a hint and take a hike, and oh. goes back to drinking. You see the little little otter ears dip down and her <laughs> shoulders slump. Oh. She takes a little sip from her mug and then just slowly like pads over to Darwin. Goes down the bar, right past Makura, just gives her a nod. Makura is on friendly enough terms with Alicia. 
Bakura's having herself a nice little drink. She gives a little bit of a dirty stare to Vale for being so mean to Alicia. <laughs> and Alicia comes up to Darwin, just kind of like nudges your hand. Hey, um, is your friend okay? Um, yeah, yeah, they're fine. Just, you know, they need their space. You should keep an eye on them. I will. Don't worry. I got it. Mm-hmm. Are you having a better day? Um, relatively speaking, probably. Are you back in Capris now for good? Are you going to stay around? Um, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what the tide drags in. It would be nice if you did. Be good to have some company. I mean, these folks are nice too, but, you know, sometimes they have work to do. They're not always just here drinking at the bar. They're nice and all, but it's it's nice to see more than just the three of them. Yeah. It's been quiet here lately. I imagine. It seems mm-hmm. pretty dead in here. Yeah, it's it's been quiet here and quieter since Elizabeth has given people a new job, uh, sent them away. So it'd be nice to have you stick around at least for a while. But, you know, if you have to go, you have to go. What new job? Well, you know, ever since she found out about the the Grayscape and its connection to Corum's realm, she's assigned people to, you know, go and bring people back. What? The I f- knew we should have killed fuck. her. Oh, God damn it. At least that's what I hear. Um, no one's come back yet. Uh. Like, they just, they just started going the other day, but... Just wait. Yeah. Oh, boy, it hasn't been that long since you actually left Capris, has it? No, um, it's been like a couple of days, maybe. Yeah. One day. Yeah, it hasn't been very long That's been all. a busy fucking day. Jesus. Yeah. yeah, we actually haven't slept since we went out there. <laughs> That's rough. Yep, I'm still at 19 hit points. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, what I hear from Makura and Holly is they're going to try to be bringing people back. You know, I'm not sure exactly how, what with the, the withering and everything, but something about uh, making up for the mistakes of others. What? If only the portal could be closed very easily. <laughs> oh yeah, you can do that. Uh, mm, I, I don't know if it can be closed very easily. Yeah, because... It's the, tied to Darwin. The mechanics, it's tied to me not dying. Well, no one knows that. You haven't shared that with anyone. <laughs> Haven't I? I no, like I didn't is... know that until you just mentioned it. I thought about <laughs> thought that, but you haven't said that out loud to anyone. I'm pretty sure this has come up before and the same logic came out. I think it was logic. I don't think it was you saying specifically that it's tied to you. Okay. I think it was hints All and right. sideways conversations. And that's probably true. Okay. Well, we can burn that down when we get there. <laughs> Right now, this is just Alicia telling rumors that she's heard. Uh, but yeah, they say that they're going to be able to bring people back. That'll be nice. Which people? Kind of how it works. I, I don't know. I'm not there. <laughs> no, I'm you're there. you're in the back room. You're, you're with Cynthia. <laughs> yeah, I'm not there. But that's not how it works. You mm-hmm. would know that. We all know that. Yeah. That's not how that shit works. No, it's not. But, you know, mm-hmm. have fun. She doesn't have- know all the details. Have fun having extra people in your head. That's basically what's going to happen because like, they don't have a body on this side of the world. That's not withered. If that's what they're thinking. I mean, unless they're, I mean, there's a, Alicia doesn't know the whole story. She's like 13. Yeah. She's, she just wants people to like, you know, be with and not be alone. And she 
Well, she viewed all of you as friends up until up until Vale's very cold shoulder. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else, Darvin? Man, no, I can't think of anything else to ask. This is bad though. Okay. In which case, Olysia is going to she's gonna turn around, she's gonna go back to Makura with her mug and just like hand it to her and ask for a refill. And you'll see Makura pour some like cider in there for her. Sorry. Some apple cider in there, like hot cider, <laughs> not alcoholic cider. <laughs> it's like some spiced warm cider uh, and hand it back to Alicia and Alicia will turn and look at Vale. Nope. Turn and go back over to Darwin and she'll just like curl up on the bar near where you're sitting and she'll just be sipping on her drink. Meanwhile, in the back room, Arnis, you're going to visit Cynthia. Yes. She's awake back there when she hears the door open up. Um, who is it? What What do you want? It's, it's Arnis. Oh, Arnis. You came back. Wonderful. Remembering that I don't quite look all me anymore. Oh, that's right. That's <laughs> right. Um, distinctly hmm. more human than I was. Yeah, that's right. You do look different. You have been like withered and shattered and humanized. Basically like reborn. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, oh, we need to get to the mechanics of that when you level up. Yeah, I was gonna. We'll get, we'll get there. That. Let's stay in the story for now. Um, Cynthia sees you, recognizes your voice, but sees a different face. And like, reaches up with one of her hands, just, like, brings her hand right up next to your face, but doesn't doesn't actually touch you. She knows that you're not a touchy feely guy, but she'll just hold it there next to your face and move it slightly. Like, oh. Arnis, what happened? You too? I apparently took the fast way. I'm so sorry for you. I, I know it wasn't easy for me, so can't imagine it's easy for you either. Yeah, I was I was always more human than elf anyway, though. So it's it's weird, but it's it's not so much like losing my identity, if that makes sense. Well, as long as you're still you, that's what counts. I you know, I would what... tell you the same thing, right? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. I'm just going to throw that up there. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, she's wallowing. Mm-hmm. She, yeah, she has been. I know. Um, and she has every right to, and I'm not going to tell her not to, but like, if she's going to try to give me a pep <laughs> talk, I'm going to give it back. <laughs> That's that's fair, I guess. I mean, I I am still. I've always had close ties with my orcish side, but yeah, I mean, I'm still me, even if I don't look it. I guess. But change isn't easy. Maybe it's easier for you, but it's it's difficult for me. How long are you staying for? That's the. That's the bad news. Unfortunately, not long. Like, literally, I'm here to see you, and then we have to leave. Because I owed you to tell you that I was still alive. I'm glad to hear it. I'm glad to see it. <sighs> well, if you have to leave, where are you going? Are you coming back? Um, I don't know, and I don't know. When are you leaving? Uh... As soon as I walk out of this room. So I guess that means dinner's off. 
Does she want to have dinner right now? <laughs> she looks around like there's a bit of a mess. I hardly have food right now uh, here. We'd have to go to the hotel probably if, uh, if they're still making food. But no, 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 that's fine. That's fine. If you have to go, I understand. I'm sure you've got, uh, I'm sure you've got very important things to take care of. But, but if you are going to go, at least let me give you something. Yes? Okay. She just walks over to the other side of the room to her little, to her Dorlek, the orc god shrine. And she removes that shield with the orcish runes on it. So, I know you don't use it, but take it. It's the only real personal thing that I have that I feel much of a connection to anymore. You know, keep yourself safe. Keep the people you're with safe. It's hardly of any use to me here. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm not sure what to say. Are you sure you want me to take this? I mean, if it were up to me, you would stay here. <laughs> but I know that's not realistic. <laughs> so if you're going to go, I want, I want you to have something that at least reminds you of me. And, you know, reminds you what you're out there to do, hopefully. And that's to protect people. Or just put it in your bag and, you know, forget everything. Um, okay. Arnis is really uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, uh, she starts, so, like, tidying up. Okay, she starts doing busy work. Up. He, like, takes the shield from her. Uh, he takes one really, like, big, deep breath. And just says, Cynthia, you may not know it, but you saved my life. Allowing me to play in this bar every night saved my life. And there's no way I can ever repay you. And he does something that he absolutely never does. <sighs> ever, ever, ever. He gives her one big kiss on the mouth and then walks out. What? <laughs> what? Oh my god. <laughs> it's so not ours at all. Uh, oh. <laughs> She's... She's so confused and sh and shocked right now, and just like uh, as you leave, she's like has a hand out and like touches her face, just like uh, I don't think she says anything. She's just like shocked, shocked, because I'm shocked and shocked. Mm. <sighs> uh, mm. I need to write things down now. Oh, I'm taking this note here. Um. Does Aradis have feelings for Cynthia, or is this just like a single, like, expressive moment? I'm not exactly sure. He's a little at sea <laughs> right now. Um, and so there's a little bit of absolute, like, probably he's never going to see her again, like, in this life impulsiveness happening. But, like, I think that over the course of the like months that he was playing in the bar, right. They became close, like friend close. And then coming back and like seeing her in the state, just kind of like unlocked something a little bit deeper, but I don't know. I don't know that he would have done that if he thought they were staying in the city. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know that he would have actively like, immediately at this <laughs> juncture like pursued anything with her mm -hmm. so it's a little bit of like i'm like i'm i'm never gonna see you again and there's like no other way for me to really express what i'm feeling and now i have to go <laughs> uh -huh. 
Okay. Shield in hand? Yes. So as Arnus re-enters the bar area with this orcish shield, what does his face look like? What's this expression that everybody is seeing as you come back in? Oh, I am certain that he's just beat red. Like... (laughs) (laughs) And, like, he doesn't even, like, stop or make eye contact with anybody. Like, he's holding this shield. Like, and he's, he's like booking it through the door. He's like, (laughs) and he's just like, okay, gotta go. And just (laughs) out, like not even looking to see if everybody's following him. And he doesn't have a plan for where to go. He's just going like, I know Darwin used to go that way. And so that's the way I'm going. And he's just, he's out. (laughs) Okay. Vale, Ilana and Darwin, a very, very red artist just walked right out the bar. Uh, what are you doing? I guess we're following. Yep, Vale's going to leave their bottle, get up, turn around, follow. Ilana will be scurrying behind everyone else as she stuffs her stuff back in her bag. She looks like a student who's the bell has just rung and is like folding <laughs> things and putting quills away and like stuffing into the bag and running out the door behind everybody. Mm-hmm. I think Holly definitely took note of Aranis's condition as he left the bar. It was like a little smirk on her face, like... Mm. I've seen that blush on people before. All right. Everybody walks out the bar. Arnis, are you still just going? Yep. They can catch up. I don't walk that fast. I mean, Darby mm-hmm. can definitely catch up to me. I don't know about the other two. <laughs> mm-hmm. As a beat-faced Arnis leaves the blue crab and starts heading towards the forest, Darvin, Vale, and Ilana quickly follow behind, walking at a fast pace down the center of the road leading out of Capris and back into the woods. And behind you, at the Blue Crab, for the first time in a while, Cynthia comes out, stands at the front door with a smile, and Cynthia watches you all leave with with some hope in herself. And with that, we'll bring this chapter to a close. But the story will always continue. Thanks again to all of our Patreon patrons for your support. If you'd like to become a patron, go to patreon.com slash Podcast and pick out a level that's right for you. Before we go, I'd like to give special thanks to everyone at the $5 and up tiers. At the $5 city council level, thank you, Shannon DeMello. At the $10 mayor level, thank you, Christopher DeMello. At the $15 governor level, thank you, Phoenix Bryan and Sierra Jones. Thank you for listening to this chapter in Seasons of Skyrend. If you like what you heard, please leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find us. If you want to chat, we're on Twitter at Skyrend Podcast. You can join our Discord server, or you can email us at skyrendpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us online at skyrendpodcast.com. As always, we want to thank Vanessa Blocklin for our podcast art. You can find more of her work on Twitter at Art by Vanessa B. And thanks to Daryl Dibber Reckonos for creating our theme music. You can find more of his music at DibberMusic.com and on Twitter at DibberMusic. Dibber spelled D-I-B-U-R. Thanks again for joining us. We'll see you next time on Seasons of Skyrim.